in today's show. We're looking back at the action in, not in, on Tuesday in the NBA, including a potentially serious injury to Jalen Brown in Boston. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Shorter show today. I'm not going to be recapping the Dallas and the Lakers game because I have to leave early to go and coach my son's footy team. Um, so therefore, we won't have lines of the night because the last game won't be finished. Just a short, sharp show on the five games that we're on. But, you know, there's plenty of other content that we have uh, through the show. You know, multiple shows every day. We'll be back tomorrow with another waiver Wire show as well. So apologies, just won't be covering, won't be recapping the final game of the day. Not much in terms of news um, in regard to injuries or anything. We did the whole injury show earlier today. Um, all the Thunder guys are out again, the Dort and Giddy and uh, Kenrich Williams and those sort of players. We're don't, not going to harp too much on that. But what we are going to go into is straight just talking about the top ads and the top drops over the last 24 hours. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. Number one ad over the last 24 hours that didn't work out too well today. And that is the big sneeze. Precious Achua. Now, it was worth a stream because there was four more games left for the Raptors. But as I've constantly said, he is not very good. And the reason that he thrived in that game on Monday was the fact that Ananobi and Van Vliet were both out. They were both out again today, and he did nothing. And there are so many centers on this team that it's just going to be a slog. There's three more games left for the Raptors this week. I don't think he's a must-roster player. I've said that continually. Kelly Linick was added, and I'm hoping that's just to stream today. Like, he was all right with Bagley up, but I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. Dinwiddie up 16%. Solid enough move, but again, I'm not confident in it. A Kongwu, well, that didn't work out particularly well either today. Again, I hope that was just for a stream today. I don't think there's long-term 12-team league value this season. Uh, he was up 14%. Lonnie Walker up 13 I disagree with that a lot. Gary Payton up 13%, up 12%, sorry. Yeah, if you need steals and streaming him in today, no problem at all. Um, Michael Porter Jr. up 11%, as I detailed on the injury show earlier today. I just don't think it's a wise move for head-to-head leagues. I wouldn't be doing it. Bruce Brown up 9%. Yep, for now, stream him in. It's not going to last long. Trey Mann up 9%. He's going to be hit or miss. He's going to be a fringe guy, but no problem for him for tomorrow with all those guys still out, of course. And Carmelo Anthony up 7%, which is, I think, a fairly strong move given the absences for the Lakers. He can be a top 100 player, maybe even for the rest of the season. The top drops over the last 24 hours. Malik Monk down 16%. Well, that was probably the right move. And now, of course, Malik Monk is starting. The Lakers actually using a starting lineup that makes sense. No Trevor Reza, no Dwight Howard in that lineup. Um, we'll see what Monk does today, but he could easily become an ad. Duarte down 15%. Absolutely behind that. Plumley down 12, of course. Uh, Kleber down 11. No worries with that. Baisley down 8, sure. Brandon Clark down 7. I wouldn't have dropped Clark, but it didn't, didn't play well yesterday. Mills down 7. Easy drop. Cam Thomas down 7. Pretty easy drop as well. Hamadou Diallo down 7. Not a 12-team league player. 
and Duncan Robinson down 6%. Finally, people are starting to come around to the fact that you actually don't need to roster Duncan Robinson in a 12-team league, and they are starting to drop him, which is exactly what they should be doing. Let's look at the first game. It is the Detroit Pistons and the uh, Washington Wizards. Cool. Interesting game. Dwayne Casey uh, threw this game, so that's fine. They win 116-113. Casey had the bench in, and the Wizards went on an 18-0 run. Didn't, didn't think to arrest that before it got to 18-0. And then when the starters came back in, they closed the gap. So that's fine. They get the loss that they need. Jeremy Grant's last two games have been much better. Still makes some baffling decisions, but 26-3-4, 53% shooting, 5 of 5 from the line is great. The depressed penis had 32 fantasy points. He had 19-7 and seven in real life with two threes. Good numbers there. And the sly hog, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. Richie had 20-9 and nine with five assists. Didn't hit a three, but we talked about him on the buy low show saying the shooting numbers have to come up at some point. And they did here, and he stayed out of foul trouble, which is great. It was also good to get 27 Killian Hayes minutes. He is never going to be a usage player. He is never going to be a good scorer. But seven rebounds, five assists, three steals, and one block. That's the skeleton of a very good fantasy line. In a punt point situation, there's enough there. 33 fantasy points as well. I'm not saying he's an ad, because he isn't. But he's not not an ad. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not like going, man, Killian Hayes, where can I find him? Can I get him? How do I get him on my team? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm going, all right, I might need some assists and steals. Killian's an option for me. If only they would commit to playing him 30 a night instead of whatever dribble we get out of Corey Joseph. But there's enough happening here with Killian Hayes to get marginal value. Alinek had 10 in 21 minutes with Bagley out while it was not a good night for the Flaming Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Isaiah Stewart, I think he started 0 of 7 or 0 of 6. He ended up with 9 points on 9 shots with 9 boards, a steal, and a block. But that's a solid recovery to end up with 9 and 9. Frank Jackson returned, played 14. Diallo had 6 points in 19 minutes. Diallo's not a 12-team league guy. Frank Jackson's not a 12-team league guy. And Corey Joseph, of course, who had 9 points in 16 minutes, is not a 12 or a 14-team league player. I don't think. At, uh, at this point. For the Wizards, it was the future MVP again, who honestly is going to win an MVP this year. Wizards team MVP. He's been great, especially over the last two months. 21-9-6 with two blocks. A great game. And then the mess started, didn't it? We talked about the point guard mess. Today it was Ish. 23 minutes, 11-4-8. The eight assists are great. I don't really trust it, but there's stream value. Well, Hal Neto, who's been top 100 over the last two weeks, played 24 minutes. And had 13, 4, and 3, which is okay, but not great. It's just going to... I think Neto's the guy you want over Smith in general, but there's going to be a lot of back and forward. KCP had 15 points with three threes. He's top 100 over the last two weeks. In fact, he's top 60. So there's probably 12-team value there. While Kispert had 11 points and three threes. Also added five assists, which I don't trust. And Avdia got hurt, played just nine minutes. So we worry a little bit about that. Gafford had 12 points. I think all of them were in the second quarter, pretty much. And then he barely played in the second half. He ended up with 12-4 and four with three blocks, which is pretty good. 83% shooting is good, but only 20 minutes despite him playing well. The frustrations continue. Tom Bryant, the tank. 22 minutes for Tommy. And a really good game. 16-6, and six, but I don't believe that he's a 12-team league guy. I would have Gafford over Bryant. But I understand that it's a very tenuous hold on a 12-team roster spot, and Porzingis can screw all of this up. Shout-out to Rui Hachimura, who's been a 50% three-point shooter this year. Unfortunately, he shot 17% from two in this game and ended with 11 points, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. 
That's not a shout-out to Tony Snell. That's a shout-out to Jordan Clarkson. Hachimura is not, obviously, a 12 or 14 or probably a 16-team league guy. Sadoransky made his Wizards re-debut. 14 minutes, 4 points, 2 steals. He's not going to have an impact in 12 or 14 or 16-team leagues, I guess would be my um, my expectation on uh, on where his value lies for the rest of this uh, rest of this season. But I know where value lies at Price Picks. It's very straightforward. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And we've got a great offer for you with Price Picks coming up really soon. If you don't know what Price Picks is, it's super easy. You just pick two to five players and you choose individual player performance props. Points go over under. Rebounds over under. Assists whatever it is. Steals, blocks, threes. Just pick over under, get two to five players, put them into one lineup, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. Entries take just 60 seconds to put through, whether that's on the website, prizepicks.com, or on the award-winning app. And you can even do mixed sport entries. It's not just the NBA. It's college basketball, college football, NFL when that's rolling, Major League Baseball if they ever decide to play again, and all other sports. So for a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of offer for all of our users. Users get 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer for locked on fans. Sign up today. Use our code NBA and get 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Second game of the day. It's the Hawks. They beat, well, no, they didn't. They lost to the Celtics. Just a, I don't know, just a weird, weird game. It was so low scoring. There was multiple ankle injuries like there was in another game. The Celtics like just dominated the Hawks in the second half. I think they kept the Hawks to about 40 points for a half. It was just very weird. Um, 107-98, the final score. Bogdanovich played 37 minutes. He had 25 points and the absolute red-hot shooting continues. He hit all of his twos, 63% overall. He is going to drop off with his shooting. So there's a little bit of a sell high there. Trey Young hurt his ankle, but Trey Young has the most mystical healing ankles I've ever seen. He missed about five minutes and came back in. He ended with 31 points and six assists. In the past, he's had ankle injuries, which are going to be our oh, four weeks. And then 10 days later, there he is. Vander Pants had two steals and two blocks. That's good. Kevin Herter, nine points in 31 minutes. It's very hard to look at him as a must roster 12. And DeAndre Hunter absolutely is not. I don't think I've jacked him off very many, many times, but here we go. Out of here. Missed all eight of his shots. He had four points with two steals. He is not even a top 240 player this season, DeAndre Hunter. And actually not even a top 250 player. He, he's, his fantasy value just thrives off the fact that he had like a 15-game stretch at the start of his second season where he put up some really good numbers and he's done nothing else since then. Capella, 30 minutes, 11 rebounds. I'm not sure he's ever going to get back to what he was. His minute should stay up because a Kongwu is being assessed for a concussion, so a potential concussion there. Yes, you can drop a Kongwu. He played seven minutes, and Gorgie Jang played seven as well. So there's an, a chance for more minutes for Capella. I don't think Johnny Collins is all that close to returning. I know he keeps getting listed as doubtful without being ruled out immediately, but I'm just not... What they're saying is he's not full running at the moment, which makes me think he's probably a couple more games away. So you can still hold Gallinari. He's not playing well. 12 and 8's not great. But it's okay. It's okay to be a 12-team streamer with those numbers. For the Celtics, Jalen Brown got hurt really early, first three minutes. It didn't look really good at all. Um, The ankle sort of rolled inwards, but it didn't just roll inwards. It sort of rolled backwards as well. It looked like, I know it's an ankle sprain, but I wouldn't be shocked, much like Anthony Davis's ankle sprain, where it turned into a foot sprain. 
I, I would, I'm not saying that's what it is. I can't diagnose that. But it just rolled on a really weird angle. You would have to assume that Jalen Brown is missing some time. How much time, I don't know. Let's just yeah, optimistically rule him out for the rest of this week. That's probably the, the, the limit. I wouldn't be stunned if, if March is done for him. Now, you don't drop him, of course. We want to see what happens. But it, it didn't look great. What this means is we're waiting to see what happens with Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. After he played 22, 20, and 20 minutes in the last three games. Well, Brown's injury is going to stabilize his value. 28 minutes for White, 18, 2, and 5. So if you dropped him, go and re-add him. And this gives you a chance to hold. I would have expected a little bit more out of Peyton Pritchard. He had three points in 19 minutes. He's only a deeper league guy. While they started Aaron Neesmith in place of Brown in the second half, he missed all five of his shots for zero points. He had six rebounds, but he is, that's only like an 18-team league situation. Marcus Smart stepped up 16-6-4, as did Jason Tatum, who had 33-8-7. Tatum has been, for all the criticisms of him, and there were criticisms early, he's the 20th ranked player. So it's not too far off where you would have drafted him. It is still off, for sure. But it's not too, too far off where you would have um, drafted him. Now, I'm just getting an update here on Jalen Brown. Emi Udoka says, Jalen Brown has some swelling and soreness. Brown wanted to come back, but the Celtics chose to play it safe. Udoka said he hopes it's not a long-term situation, but you never know. Okay. What does that mean? Again, I think ruling him out the rest of this week is probably the way to go, and then we'll see where it goes from there. They'll get more information to it. It just didn't look good, but... If he wanted to come back out, that's fine. Clay Thompson wanted to come back out after a torn ACL. We know that that's not always an indicator, but let's let's hope that things are okay and it's not significantly serious here for Jalen Brown. The Rock DJ Robbie Williams scored just nine points, but 13 boards and two blocks. And Grant Williams, another big game from Grant. Grant's a top 100 player over the last two weeks, 18 and seven in 28 minutes. He's probably more 14 than 12, but there's some 12 value there. Well, Horford only had eight points. Shout out to my best bet of over nine and a half. One more bucket, Al. But four blocks, two threes, three assists, some good numbers there. Continuing to play some really good basketball after a great start, a lean midsection, and now really firing up again at the business end of the season. So some good stuff there from Al Horford. The second, not the second, the third game, in fact, was the Brooklyn Nets. They go down to the Raptors, 109-108. The Nets are still without Durant, Irving, and Simmons, and Harris, but they're also without Andre Drummond in this game. So they started LaMarcus Aldridge. He played 30 minutes and had 16 and 9. If Drummond remains out, there's 12-team value there. But overall, I think the center position is going to be a mess. James Johnson, yes, we get to do it. made us proud, Jim did. 19 points, 31 minutes, three assists, three threes. But him, Aldridge, Bruce Brown, who had nine and seven in 33 minutes. Like if Durant's back next game and Drummond's back and then Simmons is back and Kyrie's back one game after, Simmons won't be back this week, but when they will come back, these guys are going to do nothing. So they're very short-term guys. Cam Thomas had 11 points in 18 minutes. He's still being held in a ton of 12-team leagues. Get that garbage out of here! Same with Pat Mills. Get that out of here. About 8 points in 32 minutes. And Goran Dragic, if you added him in 12 or 14 team leagues. Get that garbage out of here. 10 points in 15 minutes. It's just not enough there for them. Especially with those guys returning eventually. Claxton played 23. He had three blocks, which is nice. He was 100% from the field, but it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a big mess at center. Now for the Raptors. The good news there on OG Ananobi is that he was questionable before this game. Um, it doesn't appear like it's a significantly long injury. 
Maybe, look, he can play through it. They might keep him out a week to get him back, but you don't drop him. And Van Vliet, there's three more games this week. Let's see how he goes with the knee. I am a little bit worried. And while he is out, we stream in Van Vliet, who played, not Van Vliet, Malachi Flynn, who played 43 minutes. He had 15, 6, and 8. Of course, he's not going to have any value when Van Vliet plays, but this is the Flynn that I liked in the draft. This is the Flynn that we liked at the end of last season, but he's been losing minutes somehow to Delano Banton, which is nonsense, of course, but he has been. So for now, we just stream him in. Siakam's in a bit of a slump, 18, 8, and 6, probably a buy low there. Or Scotland Barnes had a second consecutive big game. 41 minutes for him, 18, 10, and 4. Gaz Trent didn't shoot well, 35%, but good volume. 24 points, 9 of 9 from the line, 7 assists. He had been in a slump. This is 43 fantasy points, so it's good to see him turn that back around. And then the center spot, 18 minutes for Birch for 11 points. 23 minutes for Thad Young for 11 points. 8 and 6 in 19 for Boucher. 4 and 7 in 18 for Achua. Who's ready for a, uh, a machine gun jack? Ken Birch. Get that garbage out! Thad Young. Get that garbage out of here. Chris Boucher. Get that garbage out of here. The big sneeze. Get that garbage out of here. They are all, over the last two weeks, Birch, Young, Boucher, and Achua are all ranked outside the top 200. And yes, there is an opportunity here, but literally, Ananobi and Van Vliet could play next game. I don't think they are worth... There is three more games for the Raptors this week, but that's in the remaining five days of the week. So it's the schedule was great to have five games this week, but two of them are done. So it's not the greatest schedule. There are other teams that will have three games for the next five, in the next five days. So if you wanted to move on from those guys, no problem. You know, Birch, clear drop. Boucher, clear drop. Young and Achua are the only ones. But again, Precious Achua has played 23 minutes a night this season. And he's ranked 282nd. Do you want to get excited about that? I'm going to say the answer to that should be, hopefully, uh, absolutely not. But the answer should be to the question, do you want a Bilt Bar? The answer should be yes. Because why wouldn't you? Why would you ever turn down a delicious tasting Bilt Bar? Maybe it's a Bilt Bar Puff. Their protein-infused marshmallowy goodness. It's covered in 100% real chocolate like all of their bars are. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Instead of eating a protein bar which tastes like you're chewing on a shoe, why don't you grab one of these protein bars from Bilt that tastes amazing? It's low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar. But it's high in protein, 17 grams in a bar and 130 calories only. Delicious flavors right across the board. They're an absolute must-add, a must-roster. In fact, if Jack Armstrong ever got his hands on these, he'd probably have stopped saying that phrase. He just wouldn't say it because he'd be so overwhelmed by the deliciousness. So head to built.com. Get yourself boxes of Built Bar, but use our code LOCK15. That will save you 15% off your order. Built Bar is built different. All right. Let's go on to the next game. It is the Golden State Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Good win for the Wolves here, 129-114. Steph was really good. Inefficient, but really good. 34 points with five threes on 42%. But he did go nine of nine from the line. While Wiggins started out really well as he revenged his way to 12 points on 39% shooting, he did have two blocks with seven rebounds and four assists. So some good peripherals. Still, he's struggling at the moment. Damo Lee chipped in with 27 minutes, 15 and 6. That's with Moses Moody and Clay Thompson both out. Moody had to leave this game early after getting whacked in the head. And Otto Porter was on a minutes limit. He had six steals still in 17 minutes, but he's hard to look at as anything more than a streamer. Kaminga's value is dipping a bit, 13 points. I think he still can have some 12-team value, but it's really just as a streamer. Well, Jordan Poole is starting to move into being a drop. In a 10-teamer, I would drop Poole. In a 12, he's on the border. 12 points in 27 minutes doesn't really cut it. 
Two, seven, and five for Looney, who has some appeal, but it's more just for the deeper formats. And then there's not a lot else to really talk about with this Warriors team. Missing Clay, missing Draymond. It was pretty rough. For the Wolves, some great stuff. Towns was amazing. 39 and nine with three threes on 64%. That's fantastic. Malik Beasley chipped in with Goose Anthony Edwards out. 28 minutes, 20 points with six triples. I wouldn't rush to grab him without Edwards, but he might be at least a 14-team league guy. Russell's strong form continued. 22, 3, and 7, while the artist formerly known as Prince had three steals for 11 points in 21 minutes. Good numbers, but only deeper leagues. Beverly only played 22. Not his best night, but 10 points and 7 assists gets it done. While the Jaden McDaniel struggle fest, which has been most games since the break, yesterday not included, where he shot really well, but 8 points in 23 starting minutes, 1-3, like it, I don't think it's really good enough to be a must-roster guy, but with Edwards out, and the story with Anthony Edwards is, is he's got this knee issue. And I talked about this on the injury show earlier today, saying that the fact that it was knee tendinopathy worried me a little bit. Um, but the... And then yeah, that back was backed up by Chris Finch saying, well, we think he's going to have to manage it throughout the year with maybe some rest days. That's, that's, it is a worry. Now, should you trade Edwards away? It's going to depend on what you get back there. But I think you've got to consider it. And that's why maybe we hold McDaniels just for now. Vanderbilt Bar... Look, at this point, rebound stream specialist. Eight boards with two points in 24 minutes. He looks injured. If you want to drop him, in fact, Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Jordy McLaughlin played 29 minutes in the blowout. He had three steals on 17%, but he's had a couple of interesting games this year, but there's nothing really to, um, to write home about or nothing to get massively excited about in that line from Jordan McLaughlin. The last game that we're going to be covering today is the Clippers beating the Rockets 113-100. Zubats, only 25 minutes, but had 22 and 12. Really good stuff. Reggie Jackson, 17, 5 and 6. Marcus Morris went bananas in the third quarter, ended with 18 points and four threes, and Bob Covington did his thing. Only 22 minutes, which continues to frustrate, but four blocks. He's like a supercharged Matisse Thibel at this stage and has some 12-team appeal. Terrence Mann, like the minutes are all right, but 11, 7 and 5. Look, we still hold, but it's... It is what he is, like a back-end sort of player. And Hartenstein played 22, which is great. Six and eight, two steals and a block. That's also pretty good, but I wouldn't bother with him in 12s. Amir Coffey's a clear 12 drop. And Luke Kennard, who was playing well, the last two games have been disastrous. Four points in 20 minutes. Again, he's a real, um, what do you call it? A confidence momentum player. Hot streak, add him. Cold streak, drop him. Add him back later if you need to. Do not need to hold onto Luke Kennard when he's playing like this, and you don't need to hold on to Nick Batum. Get that garbage out of here! The only guys I've got semi-confidence in at the moment are Jackson and Zubats, and Mann is pushing in towards that. But he's not quite there, and Morris is a little bit behind. Now, Covington, like, the minutes are annoying. There's no one... Like, it's just consistent frustration with all of these guys and their ups and downs in performances. Like, I have low confidence in Coffee, real low confidence in Batum. Kennard's up and down. Hartenstein's up and down. Covington can be up and down. Morris, the same. Just a lot of back and forwards with this team. For the Rockets, we got a little bit of crossover between Christian Wood and Alperen Shingun, mainly in the second half. And Shingun, he, he did his thing. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. 22 minutes, 13 and 9, two steals and two blocks. That's great. 40% shooting isn't, but those numbers are great. Again, I find it hard to look at him as a must-roster player because of the minutes restriction they're putting on him. Give me that every 22 minutes, and that's great. I just You can't trust that, of course. 
Wood had 17 and 8 with three blocks, sprained his ankle but returned. Watch out for that. Let's watch to see whether there's no ongoing ankle issue. While it's good to see Jalen Green with 20 points in 33, and I think he's a 12-teamer. It does appear that Kevin Porter is going to return tomorrow. Dennis Schroeder played 31 minutes, had eight points with six assists, copped a whack in the face and sprained his ankle, stayed through both of them. I, I honestly just hope they're not going to play him 27 minutes with Porter back. Hold him for now, but even in these games, his last five, he's played 30 minutes. He's ranked outside the top 125. That's not very good, is it? The wild thing, the numbers are good for Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. But he got into foul trouble and played under 20 minutes. 12 and 9 with two threes. He probably is a 12-teamer. Eric Gordon isn't. He had nine points in 26, and he'll sit tomorrow. While Gary Bird had eight points with two threes in 26 minutes. And he is only a, um, a deeper league option or a stream option for points and threes. That's about it. But the interesting thing there is the Shengun and the Wood crossover minutes. I don't know that it's going to happen that often, but that was very encouraging. I wouldn't recommend you know, pouncing on Shengun, but I can see some of you doing it. Again, that's it. We're not going to cover that last game. We're not going to do nightly awards because the games aren't finished. Just a quick show. Just the five games. Drop your comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. Apologies again for not doing the full show here. Just got some other things to attend to. Let me know what you think of what happened today in those comments and follow along. Subscribe. Notification bell. Do that thing wherever you're listening or watching the show. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.